So welcome everybody to another episode of Last on the Breaks, the MotoGP podcast. And as you can all see, if you're joining us visually, if not, audio guys, it is Lucio Cecanello. The I was kind of wondering what to give you as your title because you're LCR Let's man say. of everything. <laughs> team, team, team principal, it's team fine. manager, team owner, founder, I, everything. I always joke with, with the people uh, saying I am the one who pay the invoices. <laughs> exactly. So the invoice payer from LCR yeah. Honda. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Luce, thank you very much for joining us in this beautiful, hot Brewery Ram Thursday. Thank you for the invitation. Always welcome. We love you. Um, so, last time we had you on the podcast, we talked a little bit about you. I want to give the opportunity to plug that. If people haven't listened to that, they should go back and learn a bit more about your story as a rider and the beginnings of the team. That photo that you have in your office, love that. Um, but this week, obviously, you're quite in the headlines already, especially given the race winner of the Phillip Island Grand Prix race on a historic Saturday. But first, of course, also some worse news for you guys last time out in Australia after a fairly impressive return for Alex Rins. Now it seems like he's got to have another small surgery and he won't be with you guys this weekend. So let's start there because it's also nice to check. How is Alex? Is he okay? And what, what are you thinking for his return and our new recovery? Okay, Alex, uh, in a couple of hours this morning, he will have a small surgery. Basically, uh, as far as I understood from uh, what he told me, uh, he has a small hernia, hernia on, on his um, around the fracture on the on the fibula that uh, compresses some muscle and it creates some kind of uh, compartmental syndrome and uh, basically the so that's like arm pump right correct, but this correct. time obviously but it's his leg that's yeah, affected correct correct. Uh, basically, the surgery is is, uh, is is very is very simple because uh, basically they will uh, just uh, remove the hernia and then everything should be should be okay. But uh, of course, um, he realized uh, in uh, racing in Indonesia and then also during the practice on on, uh, on Friday in Australia that uh, the pain was uh, higher and higher and. Uh, and then um, we decided to go to Melbourne to have uh, an MRI and then a CT scan. And then uh, has been confirmed that everything from the point of view of the, of the bone, of the, of, the, of the heel, of the fracture, everything is, uh, is on the good path. But he, he has this small problem, so. Well, that's some good news then that it's not the fracture and that that seems to be healing as it should. But he put in still some really impressive performances after he'd returned. And obviously he won that incredible race for you guys in Kota as well. And it's just, I don't know, it's a bit of a roller coaster season, both for him and for you guys. But let's talk about Alex then as we wait for him to come back. Talk to us about that Kota win because that was <laughs> that that was i something. mean you guys sometimes just turn up and you're just like no this is an lcr weekend <laughs> <laughs> we've seen you have success before well, but how special was that what was amazing we didn't expect you know a such great performance we knew that alex uh, uh, was uh, was uh, quite happy with the bike he never complained a lot about uh, the bike he, he always uh, spend the kind of nice words uh, you know with uh, how the bike uh, have to be ridden and of course uh, he, he 
told us uh, weak points and he, he, he told us that he would like to, to improve a certain area and so on, but uh, some mag something magic happened in that race, in that, in that uh, racetrack. Uh, I think that is a combination to the fact that uh, he really loves his racetracks, especially in the first part of the racetrack, uh, uh, where there are a lot of fast consecutive corners, a lot of chic fast chicanes. He, he has some really uh, uh, special trajectory that uh, he made a difference, like uh, around three times faster than everybody, you know? And then uh, the fact that uh, the layout, the circuit is, um, yes, there are some tight corners, but in reality, there aren't tight because the circuit the, the, is, is very large. It's very large, so the, 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 the average of, of the speed is, is still high. So uh, all that combined make, uh, you know, uh, made, made, the, uh, made it possible, you know? And then uh, he, he did an excellent uh, job already on Saturday. Uh, finished second on the sprint. And then... Uh, Is that when you started to kind of think, oh, oh <laughs> maybe... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Already from, from, uh, from Saturday qualifying, you know? Uh, and then, uh, then we said, okay, wow, uh, the sprint was a confirmation. And then uh, the race, he always attacked, you know, even in the, in the last laps. And uh, I, I don't know if you remember, it was like, uh, you know, he had the kind of uh, more than two seconds of, of uh, advantage, and then uh, in the last lap he said, he slow down because you know he was <laughs> yeah. braking, lifting please, the rear tire, and <laughs> moving the bike, you know, uh, like uh, like he would wanted to 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 beat his record lap, you know. So, well, it was obviously a very special moment then for the team again. One you've lived before with different riders as well, but an awesome start to the season. You said, like, Alex, obviously, he's incredibly talented. We know that already. But he's very precise as well, isn't it? Isn't he, rather? How, how helpful has he been coming into your team and your project and having completely different feedback, I imagine, coming from an inline four to the Honda? Has it been interesting to kind of work with him and see his perspective? Yeah. As far as I know, both, uh, both uh, riders... Uh, Alex and uh, Johan Mir made uh, similar comments about, uh, you know, let's say their feeling on on Honda's bike, and uh, they they gave uh, some uh, very interesting information to the engineers, and uh, and then we, I think that that, that that information was very helpful to to realize that perhaps we we. Um, we found riders, two different riders, that they wanted to have less electronic filter between the, the, the throttle and the outcome of the power from on the rear tire. So they wanted to have more direct, what they call more direct feeling, what they ask from the throttle and what is the, the output of, of the power. And, um, and then they, of course, started to understand that uh, is a bike that uh, need a kind of a V style so let's say that you need to pick up the bike uh, as soon as possible like you know uh, Danny Pedrosa Casey Stoner and also of course uh, in the last decade <laughs> uh, Mark Markets you know the fact that the style of pick up in the bike it's it's very very important uh, you know to to use all the potential of the Honda in acceleration 
Okay, well, that's very interesting. I don't know if anyone's ever said specifically what it is that they've said, obviously both arriving from the same machine to the same machine. But now as well then, we've got to talk about Joan Zarco, who will be your new rider on the block next season. Pretty incredible for you guys, having already done this deal, and then he finally takes that maiden win. Obviously been a rider taking podiums, pole positions, right at the top in MotoGP for some time, but it was just missing that glorious final top step. How did that make you feel when it's, it's it must be quite strange because you know he's coming to you, but right now they're pure competition for you guys. Yeah, definitely yes, but the fact that um, uh, Johan could uh, realize, uh, uh, let's say an important dream, an important, uh, could, 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 could make, you know, a victory that was missed in his, a victory MotoGP that was missed in his career, we all were, was very pleased, you know, because also we know that when a rider um, get a victory, it's, uh, it's like, you know, even when they get a podium, when they start to get the first podium and they get the first victory, they, I believe that something special happened in terms of, um, of the, of the, the increase of your self-esteem and the increase of the, your, uh, your knowledge that uh, it can be done, it, you, you can make it, you know? So it helped definitely to, to be more motivated to pursue this and to repeat this kind of uh, achievable goal, you know? That's, I that's guess you mean like unconsciously, no? Because yeah. no rider is walking mm. around thinking, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. But that real true confirmation, I have done this, yeah. so I know I can do it again. That's it. Is that something you experienced as well? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because I guess that's one part mm. of the perspective yeah. that some of the guys mm. up and down the grid, managing teams, owning teams, don't quite have the same issue. You have the rider's perspective, like you said. Well, um, I race in, uh, in the smaller category. Uh, I was a professional <laughs> rider in the smaller category, so uh, I wasn't a MotoGP rider. But basically, the, 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 what happened, you know, during a, a, a sport career, during a racing career, is, is pretty the same, you know? You, perhaps you, of course, you, you figure out uh, that you want to achieve a certain goal, you know? until you know the moment that uh, you are able to to get it you know you always uh, in deep in your soul uh, you know that it's extremely difficult and then uh, when you do it you know it's something special because uh, you go back on track and then the next week you know you go back on track you say i made it you know i i you, you feel like uh, everybody else needed to respect more you know your, yourself because they you know you you beat all of them you know mm -hmm. so it's it's a nice feeling and uh, it's a kind of sport where um, you need uh, to have uh, an incredible uh, self-esteem you need to have um, you a need to be very pure confidence correct true pure confidence and you you need to 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 be convinced you know that uh, you can make it you can make it and uh, yeah, definitely we were all very pleased because we knew that we, first we were happy for him and uh, second we, we, we know that this eventually can help him to come in our team next year and say hey, I'm a winning rider, I'm a MotoGP <laughs> uh, winning rider, I, you know, I need this, 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 this and perhaps 
can be also even more, uh, let's say, uh, listen on, 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 on its own opinion, you know? Well, talking about Gerard, then, we're talking like we know he's definitely coming to you. You confirmed, I think, a couple of weeks ago that he was definitely coming to you. Has that changed at all? Because we still have, now we have a whole new set of rumors about Honda, seats, riders, the future. From your team's perspective, you're definitely welcoming Zarco next year, mm -hmm. and he'll ride alongside Taka, right? Uh, yes, I mean, the, the situation uh, was uh, for us uh, quite clear. I mean, when uh, we, we signed uh, together with HRC, uh, Zarco, uh, we we started to set up uh, a project. You know, we announced to everybody that this is our project. We announced to our sponsor, and we started to sign contract with our sponsor. So, let's say that uh, of course the rider manager and the rider himself were like, mm, that can be interesting this place, you know. But then, uh, due to the fact that. Um, Honda respected the the, 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 the the engagement that we, we all have made and also due to the fact that uh, with Zarco Johan want, want to have a two years program uh, flat out with uh, you know same uh, group of engineers same group of, of, of technicians and and people and uh, in MotoGP nowadays if you really want to achieve uh, good results I believe that you need to have uh, an at, at, at the moment, you need to have a, an experienced MotoGP rider with very high talent, but as well, you need to have a stability because uh, it's very rare that uh, a rider, even with experience, come and then immediately bang is going to be uh, massively competitive because the competitiveness of the class is so high that you really need uh, you know to work on every single details every single race every single days and then per years per, per couple of years and then finally you can you know you can get uh, you can go uh, you, you you can make special results yeah well, I mean, you say that, but Alex, uh, Alex did it quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, he did quite quickly. Enormous talent, but uh, don't forget that uh, we struggled until then, and also we struggled after. Yeah, no. We struggled sure. in, in, in. It was uh, one of those magical moments, wasn't it, where everything yeah, came together? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we struggled in Jerez. We were having Jerez after having winning the. the the Grand Prix, the America's Grand Prix, and then, uh, wow, uh, in Jerez was, uh, was difficult to stay in the top uh, 15, you know? And then uh, also we struggled uh, quite a bit in, in French. Then uh, let's say that we, we knew that in Mugello it could do better because Mugello is a very, very fast racetrack, very flow, and uh, perhaps where uh, we suffer more, Alex and, uh, and, our, and our bike, or was more on the stop and go corner and the tight corner, you know, typical corner of uh, turn two and three of Jerez and uh, some corner in Le Mans. But we knew that in Mugello was like more, uh, the average of the speed was, was more high and then uh, we could eventually uh, make good results. But unfortunately Mugello, he performed quite well on Friday, he finished P3 on Friday during the practice, and then um, during the sprint, he, 
he had uh, this this crash and uh, our season unfortunately since then <laughs> has been really tough it has but I mean on the other side of the garage though with Tucker when there was I mean in the middle of the season I don't know probably from around that time and certainly into the summer Honda Mark Marquez everything dominating the headlines Tucker was just quietly taking points most weekends and not one point a few points and really homing in on the top 10 his experience now it's an interesting mix that you've got now with Alex obviously once he's back hopefully with Tucker's experience of the Honda and it'll be an interesting mix you'll have next year as well with a rider who in Joanna's ridden the Yamaha KTM Ducati mm. and now comes to the Honda Tucker's I don't know, I always feel Tucker's a little underrated at times because he just quietly takes some points and... Uh... Um, I want to say that uh, he, ideally and logically, the, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, we should also look for uh, time to time for young riders generation because uh, they have, uh, you know, they have a kind of newer riding style, they have... Uh, you know, more uh, open mind, and they eventually take a little bit more risks, you know? And then this, in our sport, it's also sometimes <laughs> very important to take some risk. But in our historical moment, we all uh, together inside with Honda, Honda managers, we, we decide that our priority is uh, to make, uh, to close the technical gap with the best competitor in the world, and to make it, is uh, necessary. The, we need the full commitment of Honda, which they are already they, they, they are doing really massively. But also, we need experienced riders. That, that, that's why we decided to move uh, with uh, with a talent, experienced rider like uh, Johan Zarco. But as well, Honda uh, figured out that. Uh, Taka is the sole Honda rider that uh, since 2018 is, is, is competing on the RCV machine and uh, he know every single uh, year, every single, uh, let's say, even, you, know, you know the bike of every single year and you know the, the, the plus and the minus of, of, of every RCV project through the years and, and then he also speak the same language of, of, the, of, uh, of the Honda engineers. So, on the side to, to continue with Taka, and uh, I believe, and we cannot say no, that Taka is a fast rider. Perhaps is a rider that uh, needs to improve his performance under pressure. So if you look, uh, for example, for instance, when there, are, when there is, a, let's say, the, the qualifying uh, is... Uh, is going in an attack mood, but perhaps he would, he would need a couple of more laps, you know. Uh, but when he's relaxed, he's super fast. If you, if you look, is the average of his performance of uh, the warm-up on Sunday morning, they are totally amazing, you know. They are really, really hilarious, you know. Uh, imagine that in 2020, uh, that was actually the best season of TAC in terms of result, he made uh, many times the fastest, he, he was uh, many times the fastest rider in the warm-up as well. And uh, we made the, the kind of uh, the 
kind of uh, world championship ranking <laughs> based on the warm-up results and he would have finished second <laughs> you know? so just needs to bring that back again a few hours later <laughs> yeah and then we say and then we saw that uh, in the race uh, let's say that uh, he he reached his best lap time after uh, four or five laps later than the other riders so it looks like um, we really appreciate how he's able to go fast. We need to still to continue to work with him on letting him go fast under pressure, under the, let's say, under the, 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 the battling mood as well. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see then. That's interesting because, yeah. yeah, I mean, we love Taka as well, so we'll see <laughs> what he can do. Warm-up champion. It's very cool, but... S vice champion. Vice champion, sorry, yeah. But, um, okay, well, that's an interesting perspective from your guys, like, working with him. And like you say, he will be next season as well, the only rider who's been on the Honda for a long, long time and seen all the kind of the steps that you've made or um, directions that have been taken. So, yeah, always an interesting one. But talking about, like you said, like, we took the decision together with HRC, together with Honda. Your team is a true independent team. You obviously work with Honda, you have Honda machinery, but how does it work for you? Because I think it's an interesting thing for fans to get to know a little bit. For your team, what is your relationship like with Honda and how does it work together? The relationship uh, has, been developed, has been developed during the years. Uh, just uh, taking into consideration that when we started uh, in MotoGP class with Honda was uh, 2006. So, <laughs> Since uh, the last uh, 18 MotoGP season, you know, we are, uh, we are with Honda. So it's quite normal that uh, after so many years, the relationship is, is evolving, is, is developing. And uh, if you look, uh, when we started uh, with Casey Stoner in 2006... Uh, oh yeah, of course, you started with... Uh the wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, when we started with Casey, then also with uh, Carlos Checa, and then uh, and then after with Randy De Pugnier for a few years, you know, and then also with Stefan Bradel. Let's say that until uh, until Randy De Pugnier years, we always had the previous year machine. Uh, like Ducati is giving at the moment uh, to R46, to Gresini, it's a previous year machine. Then uh, from the 2012, when uh, Bradel joined uh, as a Moto2 world champion our team, we started to have the current year machine, but we didn't really get the evolution parts during the season. Then when Cal arrived, because uh, Carl uh, performed uh, quite uh, well when getting podiums, uh, you know, uh, and then winning races. Then Honda increased their commitment with us. So basically, not only the current year machine, but also they deliver the evolution parts to us. They deliver the evolution parts, uh, let's say, a couple of weeks later. Uh, when they knew and they were sure that the evolution part were confirmed 
as a step forward for the motorbike performance. That's almost a dream, isn't it? You yeah. get it when you know it's going to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, lately, I must say that uh, the latest evolution of the relationship with Honda is that uh, Honda is uh, now, since a couple of years, and especially lately, producing more evolution parts, and uh, some evolution parts are given to the factory team, and some evolution parts are given to us, and then we swap. So basically, we have the latest uh, motorbike specification with the latest uh, evolution parts, and as well, we are part of the program for developing the bike, so testing new parts. Sometimes we test the uh, the new part first, then the factory team. Sometimes we test a different part of the factory team and then we swap. Sometimes we test the parts after the factory team. And so how is that relationship from your point of view? It must be something quite positive and special to be working that closely together now, especially because you've seen like with Aprilia now adding a satellite team and seeing the real value of that. Obviously, Ducati, eight machines, bit of a different situation with the, I don't want to say four KTMs, the four RC16s as well. There's a lot more data. Is it, how is it from your perspective, like you said, starting from with Casey, with Honda, and just getting like, okay, it's last year's bike. Thank you very much. Yes, we'll have that. Let's go racing. It must be a different world now from the team perspective to be part of that as a project rather than just as a, as a team. We, we, feel part, uh, we feel part of Honda and, uh, and we feel uh, really motivated to, to give, uh, as far as we can, our support to, to let Honda claim back the, the ranking and, and catch victories. I like how you say claim it back, because I think it feels like people have very short memories in oh. the sport sometimes. <laughs> but are you confident then, being in the middle, that we're going to start seeing them claiming it back and see those the kind of progress? Because we saw a few recently, and obviously this season you already won, thanks to Alex in Kota. Um, but then it was a tougher last couple of weekends, maybe. Yeah. But do you, from what you see on the inside, are you happy with where the future is going to take you all? Um, definitely, uh, we have uh, to separate what we actually are using on track and what will be the material that we will, we will test in Valencia. Because as you know, uh, with the actual technical rule, we basically cannot change engine specification, we basically cannot change more than uh, two aerodynamic uh, package. So we are a little bit limited. That's fair, that is the rule, and we stick with the rule. But uh, I am definitely happy because uh, there are uh, a lot of material that uh, has been uh, made and is still under construction uh, in HRC that um, you know, we are uh, quite impressed to have seen uh, such a big, uh, big move forward. And, uh, Perhaps, uh, you know, not everything will be wow, <laughs> but the fact that we will have a lot of parts to test and different uh, spe spec of chassis, different uh, spec of engines, different uh, 
spec of uh, aerodynamic package. You know, we are uh, very excited and, and confident that uh, we will definitely make a step forward, which doesn't mean, yes, we are going to have uh, the best bike in the, in, the, in the grid, but definitely we are looking and, and, uh, and working for, uh, for, for, for making a step forward. Okay, well, it sounds like exciting times for you guys. And do we take that then as you being happy with Honda? Because we know the Austrians were very keen to add more machinery. It's been interesting to see all of the responses from different independent teams. I think you already signed up before that became sort of a talking point. But how do you see the future of the team? Is it with Honda or is it... Are you happy with the dynamic you have now? You like working that closely with a factory to kind of make those results? Um, of course, never say never, but uh, I want to say that uh, since I was a child, I, I had uh, a lot of um, admiration and, and passion for all uh, Honda motorbikes. I, my first bike was, uh, was an Honda, my first race was uh, on a Honda, my first victory as a rider uh, was on a Honda. Uh, my first uh, MotoGP victory was on a Honda and uh, I started to be involved in, uh, in motorcycle racing in 88 and then uh, apart the five years that we have done uh, with Aprilia uh, back on the two strokes era where, uh, where Honda wasn't really 100% committed in the small categories. Uh, we always been with, next to Honda. So we personally, I would like to continue with Honda uh, because I feel part of Honda family. I know everybody in Honda and, uh, and I, I know that uh, Honda has the technology and the potential to to climb back. <laughs> well, it certainly sounds exciting listening to you talk about the sheer amount of work and investment, not just obviously money and resources, but the time that they're putting in to try and, like you said, climb back to the top where they've been for so, so long. And I think we'll leave leave it there on a hopeful good note looking to the future obviously we very much hope to see alex back on track soon hope that surgery goes okay and thank you for joining us and talking to us a little bit about how it works from your side and with yeah pleasure we've not spoken to you since kota so congratulations on that victory thank you <laughs> and hopefully we'll see many more and warm-up champion next step and then a little bit more next year <laughs> you need to do the stats again for this season thank you <laughs> thanks so much thank Lisa. you really appreciate it thank you